This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Welcome to another episode of Hafta from a relatively relaxed lockdown COVID era. Uh we are recording from office today again. Before we head the headlines I'd like to introduce our panel. Joining us from Delhi is Emily Schmall. Emily is the South Asia correspondent for the Associated Press in New Delhi. She joined the Associated Press in 2014 as a correspondent in Fort Worth, Texas. She covered energy, climate change, crime and public health and contributed to award-winning year-long investigation on sexual assaults in US public schools. In 2018, she transferred to Delhi where she's covered everything from elections to terrorism to climate disasters. She covers news across South Asia which includes India, Bangladesh, Nepal, Maldives, Sri Lanka and Bhutan and of course she collaborates with journalists and stringers across this. Hi Emily. Hi. Emily, uh, have you been traveling at all in the last 2 to 1/2 months? Not really. I have traveled as far as the border with Uttar Pradesh to report on the migrant crisis, but right. that is it. I've I've reported only from Delhi for the last 2.5 months, which is very unusual. Right. Otherwise I guess it involves a lot of travel all across the subcontinent, right? Correct. Yeah, not as much to the Maldives as I would like, but elsewhere yes, I've I've been able to travel quite a bit. Right. Uh, also joining us from Patna, Bihar is Anand. Hi Anand, how's everything there? Uh, hello. Yeah, everything is fine. So apparently this influx of the migrant labor from uh, Delhi who went there, I saw many videos of them shouting slogans and very angry with Nitish. is is that a thing or is that just a few people who uploaded their videos on whatsapp <laughs> uh, i mean it's, it's a mixed bag some people are happy with their arrangement some are not uh, so um, there are different reactions to it it uh, the so uh, the video that was uploaded is uh, one side of it there are many sides to it i see apparently the bihar government is giving uh, condoms to returning migrants which is like really why Co- condoms why because of the whole stereotype that these are migrants these are poor they'll come back and they'll start procreating like, yeah. oh i see so they don't procreate and and the related thing is that all the stories i mean at least i saw two stories one in print one in somewhere else i forgot stories and the pictures they have used for those stories are of muslim migrants coming back really right yeah i completely missed this so uh, one thing is that uh, around 4000 some 4100 positive cases have been detected and, uh, and the anxiety of the bihar government that a lot of them would be mark, uh, migrants is, is at least at is statistically true because 73% of them i mean uh, 2900 something are migrants uh, of the 87 86000 uh, samples so yeah. 5% samples are positive cases and uh, out of the positive cases 73% are migrants so even if not scientifically at least uh, statistically and their anxieties have proved true yeah the same thing happened in karnataka we'll discuss that also on the panel is manisha pandey hi manisha hi i was I... just reading this condom story because i was a bit surprised by that so okay. anyway the state health society executive says that we are distributing condoms and contraceptives contraceptives 
perspectives, as we've noticed that nine months after March and November, when maximum migrants return for Holi Diwali Chhat, there's a big increase in institutional deliveries. I see. So maybe so they, have some they data maybe they want a decrease on and Meharaj, hi Meharaj. Institutional Hello. deliveries. So uh, before we, uh, you know, I'd like to start off the discussion in uh, you know what's happening. A the near miss did did uh, Maharashtra Mumbai actually dodge a bullet. Uh, maybe Emily can tell us about US has a lot of experience from cyclones. I remember, you know, in the last few years, there have been a bunch of them that have hit US. And of course, the violence that has erupted as the protests rise in the US. We shall talk about that. But before that, here are the headlines. Cyclone Nisarga narrowly misses Mumbai, but uh, the Raigad district has been terribly affected. There's been two deaths and three injured. So not as bad as Amphan, but still quite uh, unprecedented for uh, Maharashtra. This is the first cyclone in, I think, 129 years hmm. that's hit the coast. Violent protests erupt in the US. We've had some dramatic visuals play out through the week. This is following the murder of George Floyd, a black man, at the hands of a white police officer. So we can discuss that in detail. India-China tensions continue. There's been some heavy weaponry that has been brought onto the base in Ladakh. Uh, the defense minister said that uh, they're going to be in talks and they're going to try and solve this diplomatically, even though there's been uh, there's been an increased presence of Chinese troops. Delhi police has filed two charge sheets. Uh, one that states that Tahir Hussain is responsible for the killing of IB staffer Ankit Sharma. He's supposed to have been funded by people, about a crore, and he's supposed to have also met Umar Khaled at Shaheen Bagh. So there's a lot of conspiracies around uh, the murder of the IB staffer. There's another charge sheet that implicates, among others, Pinjratur activists for inciting violence and creating enmity between communities, which finally led to the riots. Uttarakhand CM and three ministers are self-quarantining after their colleague tested positive for COVID-19. I think also there's someone in the defense establishment or ministry or secretary. Defense secretary. Yeah. A defense secretary has also been tested. And I, was he part of press conferences? There was some uh, fear in the journalism community. Jessica Lal murder convict Manu Sharma will walk f- out free. Uh, that didn't get much coverage, I felt, considering the case that it was. Facebook employees stage virtual walkout. This is again uh, the company's response to President Trump's tweet vis-a-vis what Twitter did. A Dalit girl in Kerala committed suicide after being unable to access online classes. We have a piece on this also, which looks at the difficulties that these students are facing. The Modi government completed one year of its second term. This was marked with a lot of celebration in news media, typically, as always. And uh, Narendra Modi also wrote letters to citizens. And there were op-eds from BJP leaders in lots of publications. Amit Shah's op-ed in Times of India made quite a bit of uh, news. I couldn't understand what that graphic was with that uh, Modi's image and the rainbow deflecting through a prism. Hitting coronavirus? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe someone was trying to be That was a source of much joy. Trump terminates U.S. relationship with WHO. India, ha, uh, India's cases, coronavirus cases have reached 2 lakh, crossed 2 lakh with 5,000 deaths, over 5,000 deaths. There was a really sad story of a pregnant wild elephant's death in Kerala after she ate a pineapple filled with explosives. Contrary to news that came out in the beginning, this pineapple wasn't fed to the elephant, but it's generally strewn around in that area to catch wild boars. Still... Um, horrific act but I think this is one of those things where I think you need to really look at the animal man confrontation and really look at the nuances of it rather than just have a simplistic view on it but this is a really tragic story and it united everyone from uh, the left to right to come together and denounce the elephant killers luckily no one said why were you silent when two elephants were killed in Assam last month so everyone came together on this JNK administration revokes PSA against Shah Fazal and two other PDP leaders India expels two Pakistani embassy officials on spying charges after arresting a kabooter from the border hmm. 
I just like to also remind those of you who haven't subscribed yet to please subscribe. I often call you Mufat Khors, so Mufat Khors, uh, do subscribe if you can afford to, if you have a job and if you can afford to pay 300 rupees a month, which I'm hoping you can if you have a smartphone or a laptop, because if you don't pay for news, then it is only going to be Sarkar Ke Habarose. And those of you who read the newspaper day before yesterday, there was a quarter page ad in English, in all the English dailies, in Delhi at least, which the farmer and the migrant laborer was being referred to in the second person. It wasn't like telling us privileged people, in case you want to know, you rich fuck, what we have done for the farmers is what we've done. It was in the second person, it was telling, dear farmer, this is what we've done for you. You should access this here, you should access that. Because as we know, farmers and laborers are reading in English newspapers. So that was a device where your hard-earned money is put into the pockets of legacy media. Because no laborer I know is reading an English daily in Delhi. Uh, so <laughs> you could either do that or you could pay to keep news free and uh, just try to make sure we have a bigger team because there are a lot of very important reports that need to be done. So we have a few new NLC in our projects. Go to NLC and check those out. Please fund those. And uh, I think we'd all be a lot better off if you could do that. I also want to thank all of you, so many of you. An email had gone out last week from Manisha and me about how resources are getting constrained because, you know, the crisis of news. And so many of you stepped up and upped your subscription amounts. Thank you, thank, thank you, you, thank you so much. Uh, we would really appreciate others coming on, those of you who are listening to this in the Chota Hafta free version. If you guys can pay to keep news free, trust me, it will impact everybody's life in a good way. So I urge you to please do that. Also, you can gift a subscription. We have so many of you who have chipped in and said those who cannot afford a subscription like students, I will sponsor it to them. In fact, one of the most generous and recent that came was Balpreet Singh from New Zealand. He's given 30,000 rupees as gift subscriptions to students. So uh, thanks. Thanks so much, Balpreet. And if you're a student and you can't and you're not earning and can't afford a subscription of News Laundry, go on to our social media. We have this form that we tweet out. Fill in that form with whatever college or school you're in and your ID card and Balpreet and many people like him who have agreed to sponsor subscriptions for those who can't afford it will be given subscriptions free of cost for a month or two months. So thank you for that, Balpreet, and thank you so much, everybody. Okay, so let's just start with, actually, there's an email. Let me start with the email. Emily, if you just allow me, I'll just come to you. I want to start with this email that we got from a subscriber who has a small complaint. And Praneet says, you guys are doing a tremendous job, big supporter of your work, have been going through a podcast, and I was not able to find any discussion on George, Flo George Floyd death. Why was that? You guys have such a brilliant panel, and I would love to hear your opinion on it. Praneet. So Praneet, actually, the reason we didn't discuss this in the last um, hafta was because the incident had just happened a day before the hafta, or maybe two days. And there was so much that had happened in India, there was lots to discuss. Uh, so we did kind of mention it, but the protests had not reached the stage that they have now. So we will discuss it now. And we we have actually someone from the US who can just give us an idea of what is happening on the ground other than what we see on CNN and Fox every day. So Emily, um, this this particular incident, we've seen a few police officers actually also marching. We've seen a police chief of, was he of Miami, who said... Trump should shut up or whatever. Just yeah, shut yeah, just basically, <laughs> <shut> <laughs> basically said if you can't say anything constructive that helps, don't, don't say, anything. say anything that... So, know. I mean, we've seen lots of, you know, very dramatic visuals and videos. So, what's it like there? What do your reporter friends tell you on the ground? Is it that big or is it just the images that come to us from a handful of cities that make it seem big? No, it's huge. I mean, as you mentioned before... 
I came to India, I was in this town called Fort Worth, which is a city about 900,000 people just east of Dallas. And it's not a liberal city. It's run by a Republican mayor. And there, it's an old city with a lot of oil and cattle wealth. And there was a huge demonstration there in which police had to use tear gas to disperse protesters from a bridge that runs through the city center. So the, the protests aren't happening in just big cities like Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, and Miami. They've reached into second and third tier cities as well. And it really feels that there is this nationwide collective reckoning with this homicide of this man, George Floyd, in Minneapolis that is coming you know, at the same time as lockdown restrictions are being eased, lockdown restrictions that have kept millions of Americans in their homes and that have cost a lot of Americans their jobs. Um, they're being eased, it's heating up, it's summertime in the US, so people are coming out in droves anyway. And just five months before what is seen as a very critical general election. And how does the analysts or the political pundits, they see it, is this something that will actually help Trump in his election or will it be counterproductive to his base or um, you know his his voter? Well, the polls are showing that most Americans are in favor of these protests, support these protests. And you can kind of get a sense of that by seeing how corporate America has responded. In the last few days, my email inbox has been full of messages from the corporate offices of big retailers, airlines, et cetera, basically saying, we acknowledge this moment, we must do better to ensure racial equality in this country. So that to me suggests that the pulse on the ground is that most Americans do support the protests. So that might be not so favorable to Donald Trump. But if we look back in history and we look back at 1968, which is the historical precedent that many people are pointing to, when there were similar protests happening around the country, those paved the way for Richard Nixon to take office because, uh, you know, a lot of people liked the idea of a law and order president coming to sort of restore normalcy at a time of a lot of tumult. So it sort of remains to be seen. But I think if the election were held today, pundits and pollsters believe that it wouldn't go well for the incumbent, Trump. And as far as the protests are concerned, are they bigger than uh, the Rodney King protests of 92? I, I know you were probably very young at the time, but would you have some reference from your senior colleagues or parents or aunts and uncles? I think the different the protests were huge in Los Angeles and in, in during the protests about what happened to Rodney King, but they were not necessarily as nationwide. And I mean, I think we can credit internet and other sort of organizing technologies for what we're seeing today. It's sort of like what happened in the Rodney King protests writ large because of technology. I think they are considerably larger now. Um, although I think the, the issues and the concerns are very much the same as they were back then in the early 90s. But I was quite impressed that even people who can pay I mean, there is just one standard system in Delhi. The moment you're tested, it goes to the government. Their representative comes and decides whether they take which hospital, which care center, should you be home quarantined. And that's that. 
no private practitioner can step in and do anything it is just done in auto so that is pretty impressive but delhi is a very small state i'm not sure whether that is even possible to do in a place like karnataka or bihar like okay let's say the lab sends a test kahan bhejenge wo usko lane suppose that person is in the middle of nowhere with no roads like delhi mein to within 8 10 hours a vehicle can reach you sometimes it takes 24 hours sometimes it takes more but in those states a so i don't think that protocol can happen in other states it can only happen in a state like goa or delhi in fact i think other than these two states it can't happen in any other state secondly uh, you may have read the news that six labs have been told to tone down testing or have been told to stop testing there's a rumor going around the delhi state may ban private labs from testing why this is happening is that the labs do the test and they are supposed to send the details to the nodal officer and then the nodal officer takes it from there they are not sending the phone number and full details so they have the test now the address and the phone number is not there or sometimes they're submitting it 3 days later so by then that person has gone home and has decided to do what he or she wants to do so because there is no one pipeline where the information is coming from there's a rumor that they'll ban private testing now that is problematic at many levels i mean of course i i understand what their reason is but from the my point of view i might not you know they may be overwhelmed with any case on testing and they've also stopped non symptomatic asymptomatic testing even after the protocol earlier was you can only be discharged after you've been successfully two negatives now after 10 days if you're feeling fine without a test they send you back and i think that's a protocol over the country so i don't know whether we can flatten the curve like that manishi was saying other than india and brazil or everybody else has flattened the curve i don't think we'll be able to flatten the curve i think india should be ready to for a steep rise till a cure or vaccine or herd immunity happens the only um, heartening thing is not heartening but the yeah, positive thing is that we have 2 lakh cases now in india i think and yeah, we've had only 5000 deaths right so it does seem like at least the mortality rate is in check even though the infections are no but then again there's a lot of dispute over that i mean some people are not even counting like comorbidities at this thing so i mean the data is really fuzzy so nobody data really is, yeah. knows data is but i'm i'm guessing and like 5 ka 10 ho jayega and anecdotal evidence is like uh, abhinandan also said in delhi i mean hospitals are full same thing seems to have happened in mumbai also and now they're not testing after you've died exactly. because they don't want to add so, to yeah. the yeah so we wouldn't even know we don't even get the data but, but no still i mean people clarity. aren't but i think even by the data that if you see the world over like when spain did that random tests of asymptomatic cases governor kumo did that in new york it seems that the mortality rate is less than 1% because by the new york example yeah 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 when yeah. say 1.2 million yeah, people yeah, walking yeah. around then it's not 4 or 5% it's it's a little more than seasonal flu is what that swedish doctor oh, said i think mortality rates uh, have lot to do with the civic response to the pandemic if the mortality rates go up uh, then even the civic responsibility is better means uh, um, the fear factor plays a role if the mortality i think one of the reasons why public pressure for more testing has not been mounted on bihar government is because of the very low mortality rates i don't see a lot of panic here shweta says uh, hi team you guys are doing a great job and have kept me quite busy and thoroughly amused in this lockdown a heartfelt thanks i had a question i haven't reached a conclusion to yet i wish yoda was real but you're as awesome so should our influencers namely priyanka chopra disha patni and the likes be called out for the hypocrisy and the selective outrage i have read both sides and both seem to make sense but nothing conclusive all my love and admiration thanks shweta thank you for your subscription thank you for your support we did discuss this in some detail in the beginning but if any of 
you on the panel have anything specific to say to Shweta's specific query that should they be called out for their selective selective outrage or not? Does anyone want to? Of course, certainly. I mean, there's another aspect to this. One is obviously this is hypocrisy. Everybody can see it, call it out. There's another discussion whenever people say like, say for example, there's this big name. Why is he, like you were talking in Jordan. the context of Michael Jordan. Why is he not speaking about this? So the usual response is, I mean, it's his choice. He doesn't want to say. Mm. If you are a big name, you have privilege, you have power, you have this thing. You It didn't come from the sky. It was the society that gave it to you. Like they say, it takes a village to raise a child, right? Mm. So it didn't come from nowhere. So I think, I mean, people may disagree. I think they owe it to society to speak up. Mm. It's not a choice. They owe it to us, to the largest society to speak up. Because that privilege, it's the same with economic. It's like somebody saying, I earned this income on my own, so I won't pay the tax. There is externalities. that's, That's true. Manisha? I think it's fine for you to mourn something that's happened somewhere which doesn't affect you. Uh, without being told constantly, oh, why didn't you moan for this? Or why didn't you moan for that? There's a word for such people as tragedy hipsters, hmm. where you're you're constantly reminded to moan for something else when you're mourning for. So, I mean, uh, fine if it has moved you. And it is true that the George Floyd, the whole video is very moving. It's very, it really hits you in the face. And you don't have to be black or you don't have to be Indian. or It doesn't have to be your country's problem for you to be moved by it. And I think that's fine. But yeah, of course, we know why celebrities... I, maybe the celebrities in India, of course, they can't say these same things for Muslims. And like Emily was talking about, it's it's so systemic in India. It will also mean Arnab Goswami coming at you. It would mean IT cell, you know, going with hashtags for, on you. Yeah, I think for some of them, that's not necessarily the biggest issue. Uh-huh. But yeah, go ahead. I mean, yeah, hmm. I'm sure like Karina Kapoor is probably just doing it too. I don't know why. No. <laughs> like, I, I don't expect anything from her in that sense. But maybe like a Shah Rukh Khan or someone, I, I see where their silence comes from. And I do think it's really... I mean, I won't judge his silence. Then Nisha Parikh says, Dear Bhinanan and News Laundry team, I hope all of you are doing all right in the times of COVID and keeping safe. I've been a News Laundry content consumer for a long time. I'm really glad that I finally managed to subscribe. Abhinandan's email last week gave me the final push. Well, Nisha, I'm glad you're on board the subscribers and you're paying to keep news free because like I say, when the public pays, the public is served. (laughs) And many people like Nisha have actually subscribed last uh, you know month we saw a slight surge it would be fantastic if we saw some more people subscribe and pay to keep news free nisha goes on to say i've been a long i have a long commute of about two and a half hours every day to work and back my favorite thing to do during this is to listen to the awful and awesome and nl hafta so happy that i'll be able to access the full hafta now my drive is so much better with abhinandan and rajshri's banter and take on pop culture for the week I go back to watching many of the recommendations. Since I don't reside in India anymore, NL Hafta is a great and concise source of content on what has happened within a week in India. After all these times, it has been my go-to source for news. It is refreshing to hear different takes. It is so important for media to have an independent voice of its own to criticize and praise without obvious political or corporate bias. I am so glad News Laundry is doing that and we as subscribers can contribute it to in some way. I look forward to consuming more content now that I am not a Mufat Khor. Yay! Three cheers for Nisha not being a Mufat Khor. Although, Nisha, I disagree with you about bias. I do believe we are all biased, but we have our individual biases. Where do you stand on this? How much should Twitter censor? TikTok kabhi koi jagada ho gaya tha. Unho ne kuch video dal diya tha, which was apparently oh, offensive. TikTok, YouTube war is quite interesting, but that's completely different. So, how much, I mean, and of course, there's a legal aspect which I'll go into last. I think it has started with the Twitter providing few links to a statement made by Mr. Trump about uh, the rigging thing and this, uh, the ballot rigging or something like post thing and uh, 
Facebook said that uh, one can't do that. I think that that was the starting point of it. Mr. Jagabo also said that uh, he may not do that. First, I think the selective fact-checking is also a fact. Yes, fact-checking is selective. It is, it is by and large dictated by what you find more dangerous ideologically. Or, and there is a lot of camp, has to do a lot with camp. So the point, uh, the Twitter critics uh, were saying that uh, by doing this, uh, Twitter has picked a side. I don't know whether that's accurate or not. I, I am not inclined to comment on that. But I am commenting on the second part of your uh, of what you said, and that uh, to call out something or not, uh, uh, whether uh, if you see it as bigotry or if you see it as being problematic in a context, especially if it is coming from the political head of a country. Coming from a political head of a country, if you see something as problematic and you are ideologically inclined to believe so, then it's okay. What Twitter is also doing, they're not doing it out of the goodness of their hearts or whatever, because I mean, you can clearly see, for example, in India only, they have given blue ticks to like rabid bigots and Islamophobes and all that. So obviously not. Facebook, as we know, I mean, they were heavily indicted for the massacre that happened in Sri Lanka and what happened in Myanmar, right? So these are commercial decisions or ideological decisions, whatever. But I think these are the leaves and branches of the issue. The root of the issue is, if you are in a civilized society, do you accept hate speech? Do you accept bigotry? If you say yes, because it's protected by free speech or for whatever reason, then I mean, that issue is sorted. If you are saying no, it's not acceptable in a free, in, in a democratic, in a civilized society to have that thing, then it applies everywhere so you curb hate speech everywhere right from the i mean the same thing we were discussing the other day about op india right the boycott of this should they be boycotted or not if you say that hate speech bigotry shouldn't exist then you try to put it out from everywhere so that will apply from everybody to donald trump to to a, a little troll also but obviously that's easier said than done what do you do if it's the same people who are supposed to implement these decisions if you have taken a decision to stamp out hate speech if the same people who are supposed tasked with making sure that this doesn't happen they're the same people trump's crowd in us modi's crowd in india if they're the same people doing so what do you do should you give power to the corporations to decide on their own that this should happen and this shouldn't happen then again you are giving states power to a corporation that creates another problem in its own Hmm. arnab has written that he was recently gifted with a New Zealand subscription as a birthday gift. Arnab, Woo! you have very good friends. Happy birthday, belated. Oh, when you said Arnab has said, I thought you were talking about Arnab Goswami. No. This, is, this is Arnab Nandi. So, uh, and then Arnab says, thank you for the work that we do. And we have earned a sub. So I guess even after the birthday gift subscription lapses, Arnab will remain a sub. Thank you, Arnab. I'm glad you have friends who give such wonderful birthday gifts. All of you listening in, the Chota Hafta, do subscribe so you can listen to the entire Hafta. We will see you again next week with the Hafta. Till then, subscribe, pay to keep news free because when the public pays, the public is served and advertisers pay. Advertisers are served. Thank you. Goodbye. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.